This episode is brought to you by Yoke and Pod to celebrate the launch of their A Book and a Bake Club. Honestly, the only thing that parallels my love of books is my love of bakes, so I'm excited about this. It's a subscription book club where you'll receive four seasonal bakes along with a secondhand book curated specifically to you. It may be a book you missed when it was released and stops us from constantly buying new releases, which you and I are definitely guilty of. Yeah. And I love the thought of getting more life out of one book with it being secondhand too. So what you do is you fill in a questionnaire about your reading taste so that the book will be chosen specifically to you. And then one week prior to delivery, you'll receive an email with the book selection just to make sure you haven't already read it. This small business have thought of everything. You can opt for monthly, bi-monthly, and there's an option to buy it as a gift for another bookworm. I would really like to receive this as a gift. Now, back to the bakes. There are four delicious choices in the box, baked fresh and suitable for freezing, just in case you don't want to eat them all at once, so you could spread them out across the whole month until the next box comes. Head to yokeandpod.co.uk and give them a follow on Instagram at yokeandpod. between the pages i'm jess and i'm lauren and we're the pals behind book records this is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between so brie comes to a close but with an extra day this month uh and so it's time to review what we have been up to and what we've been reading jess finally talks about a new favorite book she's read and i've got an old non-fiction record for you February, Lauren. Happy end of February. February's been in a rush. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't really had a stop to think. So I guess yes. Yeah. Like we haven't even recapped or mentioned on the podcast the retreat yet, but that happened this month. Like I understand. I know. Like January was about a year long and then February whizzed past. Like I, I feel like I blinked and it's already the end of the month, even though it's a leap year. Uh, no. Mad. What are you what are you gonna um do anything to I don't know not celebrate the leap year but like well yeah like on modern any, family do they Phil, celebrate Phil and Luke on a leap year they do something crazy that they wouldn't normally be able to do um what I will be doing is working my life away I'm very grateful to have one extra day to be able to work my life away before my event so. But also it's like not one extra day just because February's a short month anyways. So it's like got two missing days almost. And when it's not a link, leap year, it's like three missing days. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. February's just wild, isn't it? It's just like it makes up its own rules. I don't know why they chose February as well. Like what's up with that? Why didn't you make yeah. January a shorter month? Or like even halfway through the year be like, do you know what? Let's just Let's just fuck with it now because we've already had six months and everyone's now got into a routine. Now let's fuck with them. Whereas like, yeah, February's just rogue. Or why can't like four months be 30 days instead of 31? Like, yeah, that would be a much more sensible option. Yeah. 
Who time is wild, this? you know? Time is wild. It doesn't exist. I want to know who is the owner. Yeah, who, who made it up? It was like I want to know who decides when Easter is or Mother's Day. <laughs> because Jesus died, Jess. No, but it's a different date each year. Oh yeah, good point. So this is what I mean. It's not even commemorating the day farmers. that Jesus died. Farmers. You think but who? Who is the chief farmer? <laughs> I need to know who is the top dog. CFO. Who's who the chief farmer is officer? deciding? It's like I want to know, and I'm sure there actually, there actually is this person. You know, the person that names all the storms. Yeah. Who Who are you? Can we get a Jessica? I think. Well, they go in alphabetical order. Yeah, but I think they're there is new. a system. Yeah, so yeah. it goes uh, girl boy, girl boy. Yeah, and it renews. Like, yeah. So when do we like? Are we done for the next twenty years? I don't know. Did I? Did they have a book of baby names that they like open up to? Who? When can I off? get in on this? Yeah. What would you name a storm? What What is the criteria for this job? Would you like? Will you? I. Would you like a storm, Jessica? Yeah. Would you? Very much. I would ride that storm. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to ever get to Jay, but. Yeah. When it We're does. Doing, which Jessica. it will because. Oh yeah, yeah. Our Earth is dying. This is the wow. fastest time we've got to so far. Yeah, I know. I saw, I read that. Um, wow, we're really having an existential crisis we're at the really start. really <laughs> Oh my God. I think, what the fuck? I nearly said at the beginning of this croissant instead of podcast. Do you want to log off and come back? Because <laughs> it's chaotic. This is, this is storm, but crickets. Christ. Well, if you're coming to the reading retreat, we will have hoped to have pulled ourselves together by then because that's what we were going to start talking about at the beginning of this podcast episode. <laughs> so if you missed it because the algorithm is not kind to everybody, we are hosting a reading retreat on Friday the 26th of July to Sunday the 28th of July. Yes, that's correct, teachers. We put it in school holidays, especially for, for you. you. Aren't we kind like that? Yeah. Uh, and when we honestly, we, I was going to say we went to visit the place in January on a really sunny day, and we were like, "Oh my god, in July, this is going to pop off! Like this is going to be gorgeous." Really yeah, yeah, it's a different location to the one we held it at last year, um, and like we're just going up and up each year. It's like we we got more space this year as well, so we can bring more of you together at the same time, and. There are just so many facilities this year. Yeah, and we haven't actually listed some of them because they aren't finalised. But when we went for the site visit, the guy showing us around was like, oh, we're developing this. Like there's an outdoor bar area that yeah. they're elevating. More like it has like things to pull pints on, like it's a legitimate bar. They're building a movie room that's going to have like a projector in it. So we could even have movie night. Like we could watch an adaptation. That would be very fun um they're building they're building a, a podcast studio so me and lauren might actually be able to record an episode of the podcast whilst we're there but there's so many things coming and i can't wait so many things and the things that we have announced if you haven't seen are there is a hot tub there's a couple of hot tubs and mm-hmm. um, there's tub. an ice bath if you're absolutely nuts and you fancy it i won't be partaking but i will cheer you on I will cheer, you on. cheer you yeah, on yeah we will yeah. be uh, your hype women at the side. Um, we'll be in and... the sauna watching you in the hot tub. Although yeah. not if it's a hot jan- July. Yeah, this is the thing actually. Um, but we've got lots of different price points for 
everybody. Um, that's something that we, you know, kept as like one of our main priorities when we started this retreat process last year. We wanted to make sure that there were different like price points that we can bring. Um, so we're not like, I don't know what's the well, word. What, like, let me tell you, Lauren, we've actually un like underpriced ourselves again because I was 100%. looking for a weekend away recently. And also this is in the school holidays that we're having this retreat, right? Yeah. I'm looking for just a little weekend away. And like the price per night is the same as like what we are charging. Yeah. And it doesn't include breakfast, lunch, and dinner, lovely goodie bag full of things, free books, access mm. to sauna and uh, like all these things. And I was just like, we have kept this low. Like I'm yeah. about to pay the same for literally a bed and a self-catered accommodation that I would then yeah. have to buy the food for. I know, it's ridiculous. And I'm also going to be um, teaching a, a couple of yoga classes again. Yep. These um, places don't, the ones I was looking at don't include a yoga class every morning. No. Um, if you didn't know, I am a fully qualified yoga teacher. I'm not just doing it for the jokes. Um, I am running <laughs> yogas for the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's honestly just so much on and I know a couple of people have messaged about like you know can um they want to come alone and like will that is that like scary. too scary most of our bookers so far are solo bookers yeah yeah so the like some of the more lower price point um options are in like a shared room uh, which has like some have bunk beds some have just single beds and They've last year it, yeah there were literally showers and bathrooms coming out of our ears at this retreat yeah <laughs> when we walked around I was like Lauren there's another shower and I actually might make it my mission on the weekend to try and like shower in as many of them as I can <laughs> <laughs> because last year the location was beautiful and I think like the only downside was there weren't a, a huge amount of showers which is fine because we're only there we were only there for like um three two nights and three days but um this year you can have as many showers as you like go nuts for it shower your heart out yeah um but yeah so there's lots of um options to share a room with people though to be quite honest like you you won't there are so many resources and like entertainment like places to like sit and chat and go off on your own that you probably won't be spending a huge amount of time in your room so if no. that's what you're like worried about like is sharing with other people please don't let that put you off um and yeah the retreat is what you make of it. I think you said, Jess, like to somebody who asked last week, like, you know, there'll be loads of opportunity for you to just sit on your own and read if that's what is important for you. And there's also going to be loads of opportunities to like chat and make new friends if that's yeah. what you're, if and you if want you're from it. awkward at doing, like, we have like a book chat that we will sort yeah. out. We will do, like, it won't. I don't think it will be scary to socialize. Like we will create opportunities where you could socialize that you can either join in on or be like, no, thanks. Most yeah. Um, and go back and listen to our episode where we wrapped up last year's retreat, yeah. which I guess was maybe the May wrap up. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, because we, last year we had like a real lovely bunch of people and it was like so many different 
personalities like there were extroverts introverts people in between and by the end of the weekend it was honestly just so lovely to watch like so many of the group had made friends and um like stayed in touch with those those people as well which was just really lovely yeah yeah I'm really excited, excited. Ooh, yes me jinx. too it's like another holiday mm. to think about buzzing um so yeah book your place while you can because they yeah. are going it's very exciting to log on each day and be like oh hello yeah. hello you can't wait to meet <laughs> you at the retreat can't wait to meet you <laughs> Um, oh shit sorry just pulled out my headphones um what else is well big big thing happened in february everybody that you can't see but i've been campaigning for for a very long time in fact actually if you go back on our grid i i know uploaded a picture of us zooming where lauren's hair is kind of tucked in and i've been trying to convince her ever since that she should chop her hair she's had the chop yeah i've won and i've I've got my way not put anything on social because I wanted it to be a surprise for the listeners. Yeah, I like it. So, um, so they can then, I don't know, maybe we'll put a picture on the grid. That's yeah, because we'll do a little dump and yeah. we will True. show that dump. Nope, show that chop in the dump. <laughs> Hopefully it won't look like a dump. But yeah, I finally took the plunge and cut all my hair off. Literally all of it. No joking. So, so, uh, I've got so a lob. Great. Yeah, I've, I've it's a lot. As I said to Lauren, it's honestly so hard being so right about everything. Like, it looks absolutely I was fantastic, out with drinks. as I knew I was, it would. <laughs> I was out with friends at the time when that came through, um, and <laughs> their reactions were great. Um, they all really liked it. I hadn't told anyone either. I was just like turned up for drinks, and I was like, "Hi, who this new person?" Um, and Jess's <laughs> Jess's text came through like, "Honestly, it's just so hard being right all the time." And I nearly spat my margarita <laughs> out. <laughs> And they found it very entertaining as well. Um, But yeah, feeling very free, loving washing my hair. Like anytime you get a haircut, the best. I always look forward to washing my hair. Oh, it feels so different. But this time it felt like very different. different. Yeah. yeah. I'm living it through you because I loved having short hair and I want to have it again. It really suited you as well. The only issue is, is that right now I've got absolutely lovely hair that that I'm still really getting on well with. So it seems a shame to chop it off, but it's definitely in my future because short hair is the best. Mm. Um, So February was eventful. Launched a retreat, chopped off my hair. Whole new woman going into March. Yeah. Book-wise, we oh, watched one day, Jesus Christ, that took up a whole chunk of February, but yes, <laughs> on to books, because we've already discussed that. Um, I'm buzzing to talk about my book. Do you want to kick us off then? Because you read this a while ago. Yes, I posted my review on the 5th of February, which feels like 10,000 years ago. Um, and you know what, actually, when I posted the review, I still hadn't really been able, like, I feel so strongly about this book that I hadn't been able to put my words together. So do you know what I used? my book records reading journal and I wrote it down just like whatever was in my brain about it and it, I think I mean you might argue differently after listening to me but I think it will help me talk with more clarity about the book right now because I was able to think about my thoughts in my reading journal so cheeky plug for a reading journal there get yours <laughs> if you host a podcast get yours mm-hmm. um okay so the book is hello beautiful by Anne Napolitano who is the author of Dear Edward, which I've never really cared to read. And now I think I'm going to have to read. Okay. Not that it's the similar plot. Like, obviously, I love this because it's about four sisters. Shock. But 
she, she's I really love the writing so I think I'm going to read Dear Edward now um so the book is about this I'll get this I don't know that I want to read the full synopsis it's quite long basically it's about these four sisters mm-hmm. and they're very close um and one of them marries a man a young man who she's like oh this is perfect she's called Julia and she's like the one that wants her life to be all planned out nice and perfectly so she marries this man and he kind of comes into this family and he is I realize I'm now talking for longer than the the uh, synopsis but I think it adds <laughs> more context so William grows up with parents that just do not love him or have time for him because he had an older sister who died when she was younger so they put all her energy into there and then they were grieving that child so much that they just gave William absolutely no love or attention so he just like went off for college and like doesn't even see them over again since so William absolutely loves being welcomed into Julia's family which is like so full and with so many people and he's like oh my god this is what love is like this is what the units are so that's really lovely and he's just like a really easygoing nice guy Julia's got like a set path for how she wants her life to be and so like it works perfectly However, oh, drama comes, which I'm not going to share here, but there is some, actually there's quite a bit of drama, like there's kind of bits of drama with each of the sisters and the book is told over like several decades. We love, you know, a bit like Firefly Lane vibes. Oh, nice. Um, And we kind of follow, it's like an overarching storyline, but then you hear about each of the sisters within it. And so it's kind of in this union of this man coming into their family, then like lots of things kind of happen from there. And it's absolutely brilliant. I put in my review that if you liked the most fun we ever had by Claire Lombardo or Little Women, um, this is it's kind of like a modern day Little Women, if you will. I and like one that. of my favorite quotes in the book, yeah, which I put, I did put on my review, um, was... Oh, there's so, so many folded pages, <laughs> which I was, which I was all scared to do. I don't like to fold pages in a hardback for some reason. But anyway, this resonated with me as someone with lots of sisters, because I do this a lot. I'm Beth today, Cecilia said. Sylvie nodded. This is from a long running conversation between the four Padovano sisters. When Julia had first read Little Women, she told her sisters about the four fictional sisters in the book, and they began to argue over which of them was which March girl. Julia and Sylvie both saw themselves as feisty Joe, and they were both right, Sylvie thought. They had Joe divided between them. Julia had Joe marches, and like it just goes on and they sort of list how they are, and it ends with... Um, but whenever any of the sisters was sick or forlorn, she'd declare herself Beth. And poor Beth, that's a really character trait. But I do it all the time with the Marches. I know you and I do. have five sisters, so I'm like, hmm, who are they? And like, I'm obviously Meg. And also, actually, reading Green Dot at the moment. And yeah. in that, she says to someone, Oh, you're Meg with an Amy rising. And I was like, That's me. I've always said that I'm Meg, but unfortunately, also a bit Amy. And I am Meg with an Amy rising. And I actually oh. think a lot of my sisters are have an Amy rising in them. And I think that will naturally happen when you have lots of sisters. So what, quality, what for people who don't know, what are the character traits of Meg and so Amy? So I'll do all of them. So Joe is like feisty feminist vibes. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and Meg is like, so also if you were to like link them to Sex and the City characters, like I quite often do too. Let's not, over- <laughs> let's not overcomplicate this. And Spicer Girls, which I also <laughs> always do. 
um meg is like the charlotte york like traditional she wants a happy romantic life she wants the perfect man and these sorts of things right amy is the brat <laughs> and the artist and then beth is the sick one no beth is the young very kind very calm right one Okay. okay. Um, and so I'm always like, oh, yeah, Eloise, my sister. I'm like, Eloise is such a birth. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, Annabelle, full on Amy. <laughs> like, not that Annabelle's a brat. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm always doing that. So then, like, to read a book about loads of sisters that then also yeah. do, I'm like, obviously, obviously, everyone links themselves to little women and the That's so sisters. funny. Um, but there was just so many bits. Like, there was a quote in here somewhere about how someone calls them witches, like a coven of witches. Here we are. Um, when Julia was in middle school a girl had accused her and her sisters of being a coven of witches Julia hadn't known what a coven was and had to look the word up the definition had delighted her and she'd hoped the girl was correct the four Pedavano sisters dressed up as witches for Halloween that year and Charlie gleefully quoted Macbeth at them Julia in the height of her girlhood with a pointed hat on her head knew they were a coven of witches at least to some extent she, Sylvie, Cecilia and Emmeline had a shared power a fierceness and I was like Fucking so many people after my wedding were like, wow, okay, so you and your sisters like really move on mass. Yeah. And I was like, we're a coven of witches. <laughs> and that would absolutely delight me if someone called us that, just like it did to her. Um, but yeah, there's I can't give spoilers away. And I like I really loved not knowing what was coming and being like, but the point I was trying to articulate before was that. It's so impressive, and obviously this is written by a writer, but I found it was like the characters were really impressive, is that they really acknowledge how they grow and why they make certain decisions. Like, Oh, I like that. Yeah, like... Some psychoanalysis. As Julia ages, she's like, oh, the reason that this has happened is because I acted this way because I wanted this specific thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And so actually, now that I'm not happy with that, I need to act in this way and then this will happen. And I really enjoyed oh, cool. seeing that and like Sylvie's storyline she really understands how she's ended up where she has at a certain point. Because, and yeah. I just like really enjoy this. And it nice. doesn't, and you don't read it as, uh, all right, this is a boring analysis. I didn't need this yeah. round up. You're like, oh my God, they're so self-aware. Like I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved That's it. That's actually like high praise because most of the time I would have assumed that a book with that sort of analysis would really piss you off. And you'd be like, this isn't part of the story. Like, let's, like, like the dream scenes. You'd be like, like irrelevant. Yeah. So that's actually, yeah, must have, yeah. must have been really, like, um, helpful for your understanding of the book, the character and the storyline. Yeah. And it's not done in this, like, it's done in a really natural um, way. Yeah. So to go back to my reading journal, how how reading this book made me feel, I put recognised because of so many relatable passages. Yeah. And then I put emotional and it oh. made me realize, I think reading Blue Sisters as well. Yeah. So I am in, uh, my family are very untraditional in that, like I'm, pro I'm the, the Meg slash the Charlotte York who like wanted to get married and it be a traditional wedding and to have these sorts of things. Whereas mm. like my parents got married in Vegas. One of my sisters eloped in Denmark. Like, yeah, <laughs> it does not matter to anyone else in my family, but it was there'd been like a whole year where even though that's not what any of my sisters cared about they knew I cared about it and consistently showed up and like enthused about mm -hmm. it and I was like 
didn't recognize it until after the fact and I was like yeah. God, they really don't care about this sort of stuff <laughs> but they care about me oh and we're also I'm a person that's completely obsessed with my sisters and being a sister mm. like apparently couldn't on my, tell no apparently on my first date he was like trying to get to know me and he was like you were just telling me about your sisters every time I ask a question. <laughs> and so I was, it made me realize, I was like, oh my God, they're obsessed with me too. Like, I don't, I never thought, oh, this is a one way street. They don't care about me, but I don't know. It was like a reading yeah. this and Blue Sisters in quick succession after a year of having them act in something that they didn't really care about. I don't know. It was, a very this is why I needed my reading journal to like yeah. get these thoughts down because it was like Aww. whilst reading it that made me realize them so I hope other people I love the book because of such personal reasons but yeah. it is a fabulous book anyway and everyone should read it oh that's so nice and I love that you, like journaling I know is so helpful to like process your emotions but I love how specifically for a book the reading journal helps you process your emotions about your reading experience, which you wouldn't necessarily do if you were just journaling, right? Which is why the reading journal is so, um, so unique. So unique. another little plug there, but genuinely, yeah. but like it genuinely helped. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah. So I've waffled on forever. Um, mm. over to you, Lauren. Well, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about my book because, <laughs> as we've just discussed. I read Glennon Doyle's book earlier this month, Untamed, and didn't, I just assumed, I had this belief from, I I really believe that Jess read this during <laughs> lockdown. And I even like listened to a podcast episode recently, which mentioned, not recently, like last year that mentioned how amazing Untamed was as a book. And I was like, oh, Jess already read it. So like, I'm not gonna not that that's why but also like, it's mad because there's it's obviously so much more your type of book than mine yeah I know but for, yeah I just held this belief that Jess already read it and then in February a friend was reading it and I was like you know what fuck it I really want to read that book so I'm just gonna read it and it's not gonna go towards like book records and then Jess was like I haven't read that <laughs> like what the fuck so that will be going on the grid shortly um so and, I don't and, even know what it's about. Okay, so Untamed is about, so Glennon Doyle basically built this whole career for herself about her marriage and her children and uh, wrote a lot of books about how, essentially how perfect her life was. And Big then- Big energy. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Actually um, more Charlotte York. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, she was a Charlotte York. Mm -hmm. um, and- was having difficulties with her marriage and for a long time, like ignored the difficulties she was having because she was like, I built this whole career for myself about how perfect my marriage is. Essentially her husband cheated on her and they went through couples therapy to try and like correct their relationship and like get back on track. But she like low key just resented him and hated him and, and were just in it for the marriage um, and the children. And anyways, she was on one of her book tours and met Liz Gilbert and had like a little like they formed a friendship and there's like a part of the book that goes into her like friendship with Liz which Lizzie G which was just like 
heavenly to to read about mm. um but anyways on her book tour she meets this woman called abby and like describes the moment that like she like just felt there was something with abby and basically realized that she was in love with a woman and it's about her leaving her husband and three children for a woman and how she like went about that process and like came to terms with it herself how she had to like bring her family up um to come to terms with it as well and then how she then went on to like be with her um like to to raise her her family her new family essentially and um she's like stayed very good friends with her husband now like obviously hated him for a long time but actually leaving him she was able to then become much closer with him and um they raised their children together and abby is like a pro soccer player in the us i think so there was just so much like interesting about like i just found it so interesting like their lives together and then how they were choosing to raise her child their children particularly after glennon had like made uh, what she felt at the time was like a very selfish decision to leave her family and it, and like derail her family to um and like have to bring them on that like through that trauma and grief with them um and yeah it's just such an incredible book like I just I loved it I listened to it on audio actually and I would really um recommend it because yeah it's like a lovely the way she tells it is like a really lovely story and um she sort of like goes into like gender roles and how a lot of women sort of fall into the roles that gender roles that society expects you to fit to and conform to and how we can like recognize which ones we're we believe about ourselves and that and to help you think about them differently mm. so high recommend it sounds similar in the vibes of um, Alexandra Hemmingsley's book, which I've already spoken about, Somebody to Love, which is about um, her husband transitioning after yeah. like their long marriage and like they're trying for a baby for ages. And it's just like, it's kind of about a marriage. It's about her, but then it's also kind of about the marriage and like these other things that can happen and change and shift. And then also links back to gender roles and yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why I thought you'd read it, maybe. maybe. Um, but there are just so many, like, I listened to an audio and there was so many, like, just stop in your tracks quotes. Oh, that's I... the worst with an audio book. <laughs> so, Jess, I went to fucking Waterstones and bought the book because I was like, I cannot not know these quotes and, like, yeah. like underline them in a book and, and whatever. And they're like, these just gold um and like one of my favorites which I put in my journal was the braver I am the luckier I get which mm. I really liked because like she did something so brave that she was had so much fear about doing and it turned out like incredible because she was like following her truth and like what she was meant to be doing rather than what she was expected to do um and there's a brilliant analogy at the beginning of the book where she like takes her children to the zoo and the whole book is named after this chapter. Like it's, they see this caged lion and like they've taught this caged lion to do tricks. And um, she has this moment of realization that she was the caged lion. Like it was just doing all the things that mm -hmm. her trainer had taught her to do, but 
when she saw the line later, the line was so depressed and looked so sad because it wasn't living. It's like the way it was meant to be living in the wild. Um, so yeah, just such, it's such a good book. I can see why there's so much hype about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was um, a Reese Witherspoon pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Back see. in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. everywhere with that cool cover. Did the paperback have the same cover? Yeah. I assumed it would. Mm. Yeah. Strong. Nice. They don't need to change that. Nope. Mm -mm. We all <laughs> recognize that one. Okay, thanks. It's fun to discuss old books. And actually, yeah. we put up a box at the beginning of the year That's for true. like, what do you want to hear on the podcast? And people were like, older books. So well done, Lauren. You did the brief. Mine and is still also, in hardback. So. But, you, but you also did talk about Little Women. So really old Basically. Book. Nailed the brief. Very old. We've got ancient. We've got like mid-century modern and we've got present day futurist there we are and actually hello i mean no this isn't the same thing i was gonna say hello beautiful like dates back <laughs> it starts in the 80s and then works its way up so really who's laughing now it's historical fiction <laughs> this this episode is giving like big untamed energy untamed we energy untamed. <laughs> but you know what is tamed your hair yeah yeah. very tamed didn't yeah. go didn't get the memo on that but you were didn't untamed and ch chopping it i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah yeah maybe you it was the most like um tamed decision though because i was like jess has like been the creative director to give this approval mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i trust your opinion so i knew that it wouldn't be a total disaster um, yeah. But yeah and lauren texted me going sent me just just before the appointment like just to check this is the look that we're going for and I was like yeah absolutely correct like you don't want to do it like to on the shoulders because it will fleck and annoy yes. she's like okay cool can you I might have to call you if the hairdresser convinces me otherwise so I was like ready to have a fight with a hairdresser that I've never met over the phone to be like you will chop a hair where I say it will be chopped <laughs> luckily the hairdresser believed in the vision and we welcomed them to the team yeah yeah they were on board <laughs> Camille got the memo and Happy days. Looks fab. Can't wait to see it. Now I wish I had gone a little bit shorter as well because it's just going to grow really quickly. Baby steps. Yeah. yeah now you know for next steps. time. Yeah. yeah. And also for holiday, it'd be great. Because that's where I'm going to try and embrace the curls. Yeah. In On on, on holiday. But also the uh, basically the woman, well, this is such a ranty episode. Uh, the like inspo that Jess sent me was a girl who has very similar hair to me that is like naturally curly, but she does blow dry it most days. So that was really helpful because before that, yeah. when you were saying like, you need to cut your hair, I was a bit like, yeah, but my hair is curly. This is, but anyways, this girl's giving me new life. Um, and she's just been on holiday and she's been wearing it curly and it looks great. Do you so, now follow her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I followed her when you sent it to me because no, I was that's like, so weird. I, oh, you mean when no, I sent it to you, then you followed exactly. her? Exactly. Okay, I gotcha. then followed yeah, yeah, her yeah. because I was like, okay, if, because I wasn't completely on board. I was like, mm. okay, let's just let this seed like nurture. Let's see the hair on a daily basis. Exactly. So then yeah. I started seeing her co content and stories every day. And then over time I was like, yeah, I could pull that off. I could pull that off and grew yeah. in confidence. Yeah. And then by the time I was ready to do it, I sent Jess like a screenshot and I was like, just just I want to double make sure that this was the, <laughs> what you meant, right? And she was like, didn't I send you that? I was like, I know. <laughs> I just want to get it in writing. Yeah, we nailed it. We nailed it. Anyway, it was a great team effort. A very, very all over the shop, chaotic, stormy episode. We're untamed and we're not, we're not sorry about it. 
Dawn Book Records, coming at you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, like, subscribe, leave a rating and review. It costs you nothing. It genuinely means the world to us. And don't forget to share our podcast with your reading buddy because they might like to listen as well. And if you don't already, then follow us on Instagram at Book Recos for, funnily enough, more book recommendations. See you next week. We'll be here.